0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you could learn more about spirituality and how it can work in your favor, would you be intrigued? Of course you would. It's time to get real. This is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. In our show, we'll interview fascinating guests with the intent of bringing you closer to who you really want to be. Get ready for some of the most profound radio on any airwaves today. Now, here is James Robinson.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Get Real Radio with me, James Robinson, and my guest today, and I'm very excited to have him on the show is uh someone who has quite a following uh and is a spiritual healer named Rudy Hunter.
2: Hi, Rudy. Hi, James, great to be here.
1: And uh I'm so I'm so glad you are because there's so many things that you can offer the listeners and I um, can't wait to get started. You know, one of The things that a lot of people want to know about my guests is well, how did they become, how did they get to where they are? And Mm -hmm. so I just want to throw, you know, open it up with just a general question. Is uh, I understand that you actually had a mogul life at one time. And uh, (laughs) for those people who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, that's a reference to the Harry Potter book. So if you don't know what I'm uh, talking about, go. Give J.K. Rowling some bucks. She's only the most uh, wealthy woman on the planet, and find out what a muggle is. But Rudy, tell us about you. Sure,
2: um, I, I did. I had a I had a very uh, a very different life, um, and what I'm doing these days wasn't really ever the plan, which uh, I think is pretty hysterical. I started out as a professional dancer and a magician, so I took up those very early in life uh, simultaneously. And along the way, I had a nasty back injury in the middle of a performance, and in that moment, my dancing career came to a sudden and abrupt uh, stop. Uh, Thankfully, I continued on with my magic. I I spent years and years and years and years doing card tricks at parties. I basically made my living with a deck of cards. I was a professional magician. I got invited to great parties and... um, over the course of that career, I published a lot of material for um, folks who are were a little too interested in card tricks and things, um, produced some DVDs and made it into the who's who in magic, and that was all very exciting, and that was going to be the thing I was going to do, because I started when I was eight years old, and I was one of those fiends that practiced 12 and 15 hours a day in front of a mirror. I already had a lot of time in, (laughs) Um, and I did have this back injury, which I needed to fix, and growing up in Toronto where I grew up, I didn't have uh, a lot of money available to me to go and do the proper things I recommend folks do when they have an injury to rehab themselves, so I sniffed around the, the alternative healthcare community there, and I was incredibly lucky to... Find really cheap uh, slow movement classes which sort of felt like dance uh, they were Feldenkrais classes where you got in a room with a bunch of people and slowly rolled around uh, for you know two and three hours and then at the end of the class your body felt much much better so for me that was my first real taste of the magic of what bodywork could do so the next few years I rehabbed that injury and fell in love with bodywork um, I became not only a bodywork fiend, I still am today. I, I have great respect for bodywork, but I went on to uh, become an expert in that and a teacher of touch for health, one of the the sort of old school bodywork disciplines and I spent a lot of time uh, doing what I call mechanical fixing of people which which is really important um, and I became very adept at it, so when folks had muscles and Bits of their body out of place or things were not working well, they'd come to me or to one of the the folks that I trained. I trained a lot of chiropractors and massage therapists and acupuncturists and regular regular people or lay people uh, in this modality so they'd come to us and we'd try and get them better and those folks who were struggling with clients that you know they couldn't get them all the way better they'd end up bringing them to me and then I would most of the time get them better mechanically and I live in the country, so I also use those bodywork skills on a lifelong love of mine which is i'm I'm a crazy animal lover from way back so I would work on the lo- local llamas and horses and cows and sheep and um, pretty much anything and everything around where I, I live locally and that was very fulfilling so I presumed that that was going to be it until uh, the end of my life I was good at it I I had a very good understanding of the body and anatomy and how things worked. And one other weird piece of, I guess, distraction or divine intervention or what have you fell into my lap. And that was I got introduced to uh, what I call some spectacularly, wonderfully nutty healer types who um, they did healing work the opposite way that I did. Uh, remember, I come from a magic background, so I'm, I'm a pretty hardcore skeptic. <laughs> Still to this day, I'm a pretty hardcore skeptic. And they would do what looked like insane things to me. They would work on people from a distance, which was, I thought, ridiculous. And they'd work on animals using feathers and tools but not touching them. I met all kinds of, I met, I met a really broad selection of nutty people. And much as I call them, you know, the tinfoil hat brigade, um, it was amazing to me that they could get spectacular, lasting results, because I believe the only way you could do that was working on the bodies. So very, very, very cautiously and very, very slowly, I started to learn about energy work, and I just at a snail's pace, started changing over my physical practice to introduce a a few elements of this, because I I was still very, very suspicious of it. But the results that I got were not only really good, but over the course of time, I actually get better results today working totally remotely uh, at a distance on both people and animals than I ever used to get working on them physically. So I'm a very skeptical, slow convert to even my own work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'll be the first one to to fess up to that.
1: Well, did you ever have any suspicions that there was something else going on when you were doing the physical part of it?
2: I didn't. Um, and and ironically, that comes from that comes from being raised agnostic. So I wasn't a, a disbeliever in spirit or God or the universe. I just, I was a a professional fence sitter for a very long time. So I went myself and checked out different religious practices, different ways of worshiping. And I I really wasn't totally aware that that was even going on during the physical work. I, I had the very locked in mindset that, you know, if you move this muscle and bone things should work and they do. Um, I had the very, very great fortune to be trained by the head of um, Touch for Health before he passed. I got to spend about um, 100 hours with him under his direct personal supervision. And his, name, his name was do- Dr. John Thie, T-H-I-E, and a wonderful man. And I didn't know before I arrived at, um, at the trainings that he was... A devout Christian, and a Sunday school teacher as well. So I got the benefit of seeing those worlds for me collide and be expressed beautifully in his work, um, and I became very, very, very aware of God or spirit or, or whatever name you want to call it at work in all healing.
1: When did you start to recognize the fact that there may be something else going
2: on here? Well, in sessions when I was working on bodies, even just the beginning of introducing energy work, things, I became very aware, much to my surprise, of things that were going on in my awareness during those physical sessions. I started to see things in my own head that... Um, you should only see if you're heavily medicated, <laughs> 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 or, or at least that was my that was my thought. Um, without any kind of desire to want to see stuff happening, uh, stuff was happening in my awareness, and I got I had sort of a a, a, a whole series of I guess energetic I, I don't know what you call them energetic awakenings or things that started to happen, I got a whole bunch of tools that just showed up without me consciously working on them, uh, those, and some of those tools I still use today. So it, my, my one, the one thing I did for years, and I still do today, and I don't even know where I learned to do this, but I'm very good at paying attention. So if I'm sitting with somebody on a table and working on their head, I always like to work on people's heads. Um, I wasn't just thinking about my laundry list or what I had to do after that session or you know whether the client's pleats were lined up. Um, I'm very good at paying attention to what else is going on in the environment, and I think that willingness to stay open was a way to get some of these tools delivered to me. And I mean, these these are things that are available to anyone who's willing to pay attention. Not just to me. Not just because I'm, you know, not just because I'm a dirty blonde with a big mouth.
1: (laughs) Well, that's. I would assume that um, from the conversations we've had, and the and I've to let everybody know I was a guinea pig, and I had a session with Rudy as well, which was quite remarkable the the thing that i understand that you do now is is not a um, physical event i mean it's, you're not manipulating people you're not right. massaging them you're not chiropracting them or, or anything like that anymore correct
2: yes that's right
1: okay I mean, so yeah what is your understanding of what is happening when you or say on a phone call with a client, and they have an issue they want you to help them with, and then you do your thing. So walk us through what it is that you believe is happening.
2: Sure. Um, I, have, I have probably made a mistake in not naming what I do, because I could say it's uh, Ishkabibulating or it's to-dying, or I could give it some sexy name, but I've, I've actually not done that. Um, the closest thing I can tell folks that it is, the, the mechanism by which the changes begin or, or happen is definitely prayer. So um, two things about that. One is prayer is accessible by anyone at any time, and you don't need a special person like me to activate prayer. That's an inborn capability we all have. Um, the other part of that is that that's the least... Um, That's the least of my focus when I'm working with someone individually or or even with a group. What I'm doing in the first portion, once we're talking about whatever their issue is that they want to work on, is paying spectacular attention. I am always looking for, energetically speaking, the weaknesses or the glitches, that's probably a better, more encompassing idea, the glitches in the system that allow that problem to stay active and i am looking on as many levels as i can get access to with someone i'm looking mentally emotionally physically spiritually karmically in their bloodline i'm looking all over the place for what's what's out of alignment what doesn't fit or where there's a problem the the deal in in the work that i do is probably 85 percent of the the hard work if well, I can't even say that with a straight face. It's not really hard work. It's very, it's very pleasant work. But 85% of the difficulty is honing into the roots of the stuck place that they're currently in. And the rest is working together with them in consciousness to begin undoing that. And the function of that is prayer. We don't pray together specifically, but the the work that I do functions in exactly the same way that prayer does. We go to a much higher authority and fundamentally we're opening to that to allow what's already in us to unfold. And I know that sounds a little cryptic, but that's that's really the the major mechanism.
1: So is there a technique that you've developed or is it just simply... You are connecting with uh, divine energy, for lack of a better term.
2: Um, I am a technique freak. So I I have hundreds of journals and notebooks that are technique-based that have been made available to me. I actually, because of just my personality, I need a technique to to lean into because that, that form and structure actually create, creates or, or helps me stay very focused. I know some folks who can just go, oh, we're going up to the heavens and boop, there it is. But that's a little too, uh, that's a little too wafty for me. <laughs> um, I, think, I
1: think the scientific term is woo-woo.
2: You're right. Well, so. I, I'm a big fan of the woo-woo, but mine needs form. Um, so I'm very, very technique Centered and heavy. So every, all of the things that I teach and publish and make available to folks, and the things I use myself, they're all, they're all A plus B equals C. Then you do this. Then you do this. Um, well, I'm, I not saying, on, I'm, I'm not yeah, saying it works better than others, but that's the way I do it.
1: Well, if 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 anybody went on your website, it's www.rudyhunter.com. They would see page after page after page of different articles and, and YouTube videos and uh, recordings of calls that you have had. And, and, I, and I have to tell everybody that it, remarkably enough, it, most of it's free for the just log on and learn. So that's one thing that sets Rudy apart from a lot of people is that most of what he does, you know, he he offers it for free. So definitely go check that out. But, you know, I, there's everything from – I'm going to do a little advertisement for you here, Rudy. Well, I won't uh, stop there, you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's a uh, – you know, you can address anything and learn how to deal with stress, anxiety, uh, disease, uh Animals, uh, and that's just scratching the surface. I mean, literally, I, I just before the show was looking through your articles, and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, that's there's more information there than I could ever get through in in any radio interview. But the, you know, so to let people know, you know, he does offer a lot of information for free, and he also has conference calls that he does where he teaches people how to do this sort of thing or to work on yourself and be able to help yourself so that's a very um generous service that rudy has done for the world but what is what is that what is it you like to do the most
2: um to be honest with you i i'm fond of saying if you have a cold or if you have cancer it's the same work for me Uh, ironically it's the same work for you too but very little uh, very little frightens me and I like to go I like to work deeply with people I have what I what I consider sort of a niche practice Um, I tell folks to go try everything else first and then come and work with me if they if they don't get full resolution from whatever else they're trying and I do that for a couple of reasons there's some great stuff in the world I mean if you go for a bunch of <laughs> acupuncture treatments with a good acupuncturist or chiropractic treatments or you know whatever it can be life-changing and i'm a big fan my practice is really for people or animals who have gotten 50 percent of the way or usually 85 or 90 percent of the way towards getting better and then they hit a wall that's normally where i work with people because i have a a bias that has yet yet to be uh, uh, proved wrong that almost always that wall that we hit has to do with unresolved emotional stuff that we are terrified or unwilling to look at. Okay,
1: well, we're going to... I need to interrupt you there because we've got to take a break. My sponsors insist on getting a word in edgewise. Absolutely. So we'll we'll be right back with Rudy Hunter.
3: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Think of the world 50 years ago.
0: Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The Daytime Discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com and now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 P.M. Pacific on Voice America Variety.
3: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You
0: are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's toll-free 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr. at gmail.com. That's Mr. James Media at gmail.com. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back, everybody. This is Get Real Radio with James Robinson and our guest Rudy Hunter. And I want to follow up on some stuff we were talking about before, and that was what are the types of things that you, you, know, that you work on? Give us a menu.
2: Sure. Um, I work on pretty much anything and everything. I, I work on a lot of personal material. Um, I tend to work with a lot of abuse survivors um, who haven't had any kind of full resolution. I work with people on their businesses, uh, for some reason I work with, and I don't know why, I work with a lot of stock traders who um, are dealing with guessing, trying to guess themselves and having a hard time. Um, so, and I work on dogs and horses around the world and llamas and you name it. So anywhere where there's a stuck place, like for example if I work on someone with a business, it's not normally a new business that I work with someone on because they're busy building it, but often it's when they get stuck or things stall out that I'm a, a useful person to call because the energetic work that I do not only affects the personality and the person physically, but you can also do energetic work on, uh, basically it's energetic feng shui, which is almost impossible to spell, by the way. Uh, You can work on the environment and why people are staying away from your business when they, in fact, should be moving towards it. Those things are, are relatively easy to change. So anything and everything, I'm up for.
1: Have you noticed that there's been a kind of a shift in the way the marketplace operates from an energetic standpoint in other words yeah we were just chatting about that and so I was wondering what your input is as to you know how people are making a living these days
2: well one of the things we were talking about is it's crucial if you want to have a good experience uh, in anything that you're doing to stay awake and I don't I don't really follow any of the, the sort of geopathic stress shifts or the the ascension shifts those are those are those are too out there for me, uh, I will admit. What I can tell you is I see where everyone's nose is pointed these days, and it frightens the life out of me. It's pointed into their mobile device. So that, for me, is a very concrete, hands-on thing that anyone can notice, that whether it's their teenager or um, I mean, I used to yell at people in public bathrooms to get off their phones because it was horrifying to me. I, I have since stopped that. <laughs> uh, it's pro- probably an unwise uh, thing to do. But our attention is being drawn into a world of constructs instead of to the people that we're supposed to be connecting heart-to-heart with. I will tell you, if, if you want one big tip from someone who works with an awful lot of people and animals... Is the changes that we're looking for don't come through mobile devices? They come through that heart-to-heart connection. That's the only place they can come from. There, I'll, I'll put my soapbox away now about uh, the the mobile devices.
1: Well, I mean, what do you mean by heart-to-heart connection?
2: That means we, if you want, if you want to invite somebody on a date or if you're a caregiver and you want, you want your husband's cancer to do better, or whether you're fighting your own cold and you're in your head about, oh, I can't get sick and I can't take the next 10 days off work, there's, there's a place you shouldn't be that's very seductive, and there's a place you should be. The place to move away from is the mind, Not that I'm anti-mind, but it doesn't have the answer you're looking for for any of those circumstances. And the place where there's actual possibility for changing those is in the heart. That means not only for yourself, but also connecting with other people. If I take a moment and open my heart to yours, whether we're in a business meeting or whether we're on the subway or in traffic or wherever we're going to have a much richer experience and there can be actual exchange okay
1: so the one thing i've noticed over the last decade is that many people have a desire to be of service
2: yeah. and
1: the ner- the natural or at least the most seductive place for people to uh, enter into a life of service would be a healer, in my uh-huh. opinion. Yep. I mean, and the the thing that I've noticed, however, is that there are a lot of people out there who are offering classes on how to be a healer, uh-huh. and and it's almost like people are have no idea of what it means to be a healer and i know you've got some pretty strong ideas about that so i know that because we've talked about it but it's like uh is it you know when somebody is thinks that they would be a good healer what should they consider before they go down
2: that path it's a great question um there's one disclaimer I want to make that's really important because I'm... Well, here's here's the deal. I am thrilled that folks want to be of service and that there's the capability these days, even more so than the last 10 or 20 years because there's so much great stuff out there, to learn some healing skills and to want to help. That uh, That thrills me beyond thrills me. And in the same breath... I will tell you that I personally fought against my own healing work for many years because um, if there's one if there's one skill set that's required that is almost never taught in most healing courses or techniques uh, and that's how to do good healthy boundaries I keep threatening that I'm going to teach a 935,000-hour course in how to set good boundaries, Um, and I will eventually get around to that probably (laughs) with an hour or two long course. Um, Healing attracts the open-hearted, hallelujah, because that's who we need as healers, and it attracts the skilled or the folks who are going to become skilled, hallelujah, but... Without those skills, what it does is it creates a false universe in which folks go to find love in the name of healing, so they're working for the wrong reason. And what that actually ends up doing, hopefully it does no harm, uh, although I have seen it do harm, but personally what that does is it drains people of, of an authentic reason to be doing this work. It makes them tired. It does make them angry and resentful, ironically enough. And if you have someone who's very empathic, who has no boundaries, they will be a walking human sponge for symptoms and emotional states of strangers and clients and friends and anyone on the bus, and they get sick. And these folks, because I work with a lot of them, don't just get a cold they get spectacularly ill. But that's because they haven't been taught how to set up boundaries and, and keep those boundaries alive with love. It's a very difficult... It's not, it's not a difficult skill set. It's difficult to find good instruction in that. I, I will eventually be one of the places to find that. Um, but that's part of what's missing from the world of become a healer. That, that's my big beef with it anyway.
1: Yeah, well, it anyone could just go on the Internet and Google the word healer, and I'm sure that will probably be the l- biggest, longest list that yeah. you can pull up on Google because yeah. not only are there, I don't know if it's hundreds of thousands, but many, well, many healers. Around There's also yep. many, many people who claim to be able to teach people to heal. Oh, sure. And, and then there's also even the more esoteric and uh, woo-woo stuff that people are selling out there. Right. So if, if, you know, when people want to help somebody... What should they look for? I mean, you've already identified one one parameter, which is boundaries. You have to understand that you can get really buried in this kind of work, especially if you're good yeah. and and I would say effective. But it's also a lot of competition out there, and you know, there's a there's a very real business aspect, to if you want to make a living doing this, that you have to consider?
2: Oh, absolutely. Anyone who wants to explore either learned or inborn or newly developed healing capabilities, again, I'm thrilled for that. Uh, John Thie used to say that Touch for Health was a tool to help folks who had some sort of natural inkling or wanted to develop a, a good inkling it gave them a skill set where they could actually apply it in a safe, structured, useful way where they wouldn't hurt anybody and they could, he didn't use these words, but so that they could eventually fall in love with their own skills and then go on to help people. So he viewed it as a kind of training ground, which is a very healthy way to view it. Um, For folks who want to do this work, I'm, I'm always grateful for that with a couple of caveats. And the first big caveat is first do no harm. Now that one glib comment which doctors are supposed to live by and my doctor friends that I like live by, there's some great doctors out there, I have lots of healer friends and acquaintances who don't live by that dictum and they have no awareness that they're not. So one of my one of my very strong suggestions is not only while you're working on whatever it is you're going to work on you don't give up your full- time job and say oh I'm going to go hang out hang out a shingle until you know what you're doing and until you're authentically helping folks and getting consistent results and you're and you have good professional and personal boundaries the big the big reminder in this is that Healers deal not only with people's lives, but they deal with the darkest corners of their consciousness. When someone comes to you as a healer, they're bringing not only whatever the problem is, they're bringing all of those fears that are keeping everything about it alive. And if you you as a healer cannot, will not, or are not up for dealing with that territory... You'd be much better off just bu- just sending them a casserole and saying, "Geez, I'm really sorry. Here's the name of of you know somebody who's good with that," because that's a much higher service than fuddling around. When someone has a cold, or they have multiple sclerosis, or they have cancer, or they're an abuse survivor, or they've had an injury, or whatever. Whatever the horror story is, you as a healer, or healer in training, need to be not only okay with that, for starters, you also need to know the way out. So my way of describing this is if you fall into a hole, you not only need somebody with a rope, that's a skill set to pull you out, they also have to have a map so you get out of the territory that's full of holes. Both of those requirements take working with lots of folks, and it takes time. And I'll still say in the same breath, and I'm delighted that there are so many folks that are willing to help people. Um, That makes me very happy. (laughs) And there's some great tools out there. There's some great courses, some great teachers. Uh, We're very lucky in the stretch of time that we have the the buffet in front of us of good, yummy stuff.
1: Well, how do you know who to go to? Oh, that's a good
2: question. Um, I have a very biased answer to that. Um, and I'll tell you my biased answer, because I don't have anybody else's answer to give you. The way that I choose who I would work with, because I do go to, I do go to other folks, not a lot. Um, I actually tend to use a lot of my own material, <laughs> because <laughs> it's all on my iPod. Um, but there are occasions when I need external eyes on my own crazy or my own condition to help me. So my criteria is, number one, do I trust them? Number two, am I comfortable with them touching me if, if that's the relationship we're going to be in, if it's a touchy relationship? The next is, are they a, a happy human being? Ooh, Here's why. If your doctor is a misery guts or your acupuncture is chronically, acupuncturist is chronically depressed and complaining, what is it in you that hallucinates that they can lift you up? <laughs> right?
1: Oh, that's so, a great point.
2: Well, it, it's a big deal. And then the other thing that's really crucial, and you can tell this just by watching someone work, is what's their level of skill. Even if you don't know exactly what they're doing, you can witness someone who's skilled and you can also, probably the most important piece in this, is judge by their results. If they're a lovely human being, but they get 1% of the, the people that come to them a little better, just go to lunch with them, don't become their client. You want somebody who's batting well over 75 and higher if you're in real trouble. So it's the same way you'd pick a plumber, really.
1: That's a sobering thought. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm full of laughs. You know? uh, well, I guess the thing is, is that you, know, you, you do have to use some discretion. Yep. I believe, when you go to a healer, because if they come in and they look like they've got one foot in the grave and they're obviously unhealthy, why in the world would you put your health in their hands? Right. And so it's like, that's a very good point, It's that you just have to be able to, uh, you have to be intuitive enough to know, well, that person is uh, not for me. And, and of course, I'd like to tell all the listeners out there that you have the absolute right to say no thank you.
2: Of course you do. Yes, and and, and quickly. If you're sitting in someone's waiting room or whatever environment you're in and you get a bad vibe, my advice is trust that vibe. That intuition that we have comes from trusting our eyes and our ears, and it's hardwired into us. And if we lean into relying on that, we'll actually get much better guidance.
1: Excellent. All right, we have to take another break. And when we come back, Rudy has agreed to actually do some work for us. And so you do not want to miss that. And so we'll be right back. Get real radio
0: a current life with jimmy Gould airs fridays at 3 p.m eastern time noon pacific time on the voice america variety channel
3: conservation starts with us learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to our wild world with host ellie weiss our show centers on africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife ecology and ourselves However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Streaming live. The leader in Internet Talk Radio. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1 866 472 That's toll free 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to Mr. James Media at Gmail.com. That's mr. James Media at Gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Hello, everyone. We're back on Get Real Radio with James Robinson and my very special guest, Rudy Hunter. And this segment of the call, we've got about 15 minutes, and what rudy has graciously agreed to do is give us an example of what he does so uh, are there any instructions or things people need to know I, i'm assuming that you should not be driving a forklift right now but uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, other than you know being in a something that needs your complete attention this is uh Uh, And I understand that you're going to do something special so that people can listen to this over and over and get the same results or better results as they listen.
2: Absolutely. I have the capability to embed the energetics in the recording, and I will do that. So what that means is when this call gets archived, you can come back to it tomorrow or three months from now or ten years from now and bring whatever your current expression of the problem we're going to work on is to it, and you'll also be able to get... The same or better results down the road uh, it's just a way of of keeping that information alive, so James, what I'd like to ask you is in your in your life and experience and in the world that we're living in, what's the big concern that you've heard the most in the last little while that's bothering people the most?
1: I can answer that either from a philosophical point or there I, I guess there's one thing: is people's are very concerned about their health, and they're becoming more concerned about their environment. But ultimately, I think the people are most concerned about the their future because they, uh, you know, we are not really trained. Our society does not train us how to deal with life on a day-to-day basis. We all have, have, we have, we have society sets goals for all of us, you know, and it's kind of like the mantra is, if I get that, then I'll be happy, or then I'll be healthy. And so we spend a lot of time, I feel like, dealing with emotional trauma and emotional anxiety and and that sort of stuff. So if, if there was one thing that, if I had a magic wand, I would do is help people with that anxiety and that. Fear the future.
2: Perfect. So let's do that. Okay. So here's, um, here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to do, uh, James, what I call secret therapy. Uh, and what that is, you're going to do it and everybody who ever listens to this is going to do it. What that means is I don't want to know what the specific focus is that you're going to be working on that creates fear and anxiety in you, and it's none of anybody's business. Um, You'll get, you'll get really good results without us even knowing, in fact, probably better results because we don't know. You can keep that a secret. Okay. The only thing I'm going to ask you and everybody uh, who's at home on our home game uh, to do is to rate that <laughs> because we're going to go by the numbers. Okay. Zero means the fear and anxiety is totally flattened out and it's, it's done. Uh, ten means I'm so anxious I need to be tranquilized and taken to the local hospital because I cannot cope in this moment. So 10 is the top height of panic-attacky, anxious fear. Zero is we're done. It's, it's no big deal. So what I'm going to ask you, I want you to stay out of content for us and just give us a number. Okay. So what's your number?
1: Uh, generally, I would say...
2: Well, let me let me stop you. I'm glad you asked that. I want you to be as specific on the issue for yourself as possible, but don't tell us what it is, because I want everybody at home to pick something very specific. Here's why. If you pick something very focused, you'll be able to notice the differences, and that will actually help reduce the generalized anxious feeling. So pick well, let one Well, let me
1: say this. Let me put it this way. I, generally speaking, on, on just... Everything, nothing special is happening. I would say I have a very low stress level. Right. It's like zero to one. Great. But occasionally things happen. I, you know, something happens that I don't like. Yeah. Or something happens that I don't expect. hmm And quite honestly, it could be a 12 to 15.
2: Great. I want you to pick one of those. Don't tell us what what the specific is, but I want you to focus on one event in the past that has gotten you right up to the 10. Okay. All right? Yeah. So, great. You're going to start at the 10 on that memory, Uh, and everybody who's going to do this along with us at home, you're going to pick your own specific thing that, that really pushes up the anxiety, the fear, and any trauma connected with it, and you're going to stay on that... As the focus point, I'm going to ask you not to move around between subjects or between specific events, even though that's the tendency of the mind to want to do that. Uh, What I'll do is, once we get started, you're going to hear some funny-sounding mumbling. uh, And no, I'm not ordering from a Chinese menu, but uh, it'll sound like that. And during the course of that mumbling, all I'm going to have you do is to focus on the memory of the event. And here's the other important thing for that time that we're doing this, I don't want you to try and change it or fix it. I don't actually want you to do anything with it at all, all right? So we'll do our first round. We'll see what kind of relief we get, and if need be, we'll do more. So James, if you would, put your attention on the memory of the event. Everybody at home, put your attention of, on what's bothering you and your number, and here we go. We'll get started right now. Okay, you can bring your attention back. And what I'd like you to do now is to lean into that memory, and using your best judgment, what number is it at now? And James, if we can, we'll use you as a guinea pig. You started at a 10. Where are you now? Five. Five. Now, I just want to clarify something, because whenever (laughs) anyone hears that, they go, I don't believe that, and he must have sent him a check. So uh, just tell folks that that's not the case. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, no, I felt a, a definite lightening and a definite reduction in the stress level whenever I think about that event. Uh, Good. It, Good. it uh, definitely reduced its uh, impact.
2: Good. We're going to do that again, and we're going to try and get you a little bit lower. It's also okay if it doesn't budge. If we just get you down to a five, I'll tell folks what we're going to do.
1: Okay, just it, uh it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, you know, I got to watch the clock, so we've got about four minutes left. So let's, don't
2: let's crank through it. Everybody's okay. attention back on the same thing. Don't don't focus on anything different, on your current number, whatever that is. And I'll be back to you. Here we go. Okay, you can bring your attention back. Just shake it off, and James, tell us what your number is now.
1: I would, you know, honestly, I'd say one. Awesome. Really, don't really bother me at all.
2: Good. When we get to zero or one, that means we're pretty much done with that. It'll actually collapse the rest of the way on its own. Here's what's important: if your number listening at home didn't go down in two rounds you can just come back on the recording and do this a couple of times you won't have to do it a hundred times not to worry and if yours plummeted the very first time that's okay doing a little extra won't hurt you can do both rounds but what's important about this thanks to James's generosity he's leaving this up so that you can come back to this and use it as a tool for yourself not only for this piece of uh, anxiety and fear but for any other that comes up it'll work on all of those Pretty well, neat, I feel,
1: huh? I, I feel better. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, is is that one? You know, one of the things I've discovered being a healer and and even doing this radio show is that whenever I've done it, it does. You know, I feel better, and yeah. you know, hopefully the client does. But it doesn't really matter what the client does. I, you know, one thing <laughs> I've noticed that I was taught early on is that you really can't. Attach yourself to the results of any session because right. if, if you get uh, feel guilt or shame, if it doesn't work, you're in the wrong line of business.
2: Right. The good news is that we're not doing this work. The, this work is being done by the same energy that makes the grass grow. We're just showing up.
1: Well, have you got anything coming up, Rudy? You got any calls that you want to tell people about?
2: Um, Um, I have a free monthly call that happens the last Wednesday of the month, and folks who sign up for the newsletter will get all that info. And uh, there's a a three-day of grief relief event coming up mid-April. If you have some unresolved grief, you might want to check it out.
1: Okay, so people, if you want to sign up and register for these things and for all the free events that he's, you know, he's got a library that, boggles the mind but uh you know it's kind of like well just go to rudyhunter.com www.rudyhunter.com and you, the world will the oyster will open in front of your eyes so it's uh it's um are you working on anything that's coming up in the future that
2: you Oh, uh, to- I ha- I have lots of stuff in the hopper. So yeah, there's some there's some good stuff coming up.
1: <laughs> well, let me ask you one last question. Sure. Where is flight seven Malaysia Air Flight three seventy?
2: You know, I'm not sure that anybody actually knows. But when I lean into it with the awareness that I have, everything seems false and constructed to me. So. I haven't followed this all the way through from the beginning like like I probably should have, but just leaning into the energy of it feels like a complete construction. It doesn't feel authentic at all. That's about the the level of what I'm aware of.
1: Well, that should make all of the conspiracy theorists happy.
2: (laughs) uh, We we try and keep everybody happy.
1: uh, Well, uh, uh, so... How do people get a session with you if they want to get a session with you?
2: Um, they can they can access it through the, the website and book a session. Um, my suggestion for anybody that wants to work with me is go poke around the free tools first and use those just so you have a flavor of what it's like to work with me. And I'd, I'd love to work with folks. We uh, we plunge in the deep end pretty quick. So I'd uh, love, love to have the opportunity.
1: I can, I can testify to that. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Rudy. You've been a, a wonderful guest, and thank you very much for your uh, energy work. And My pleasure. Uh, I hope everybody will call in and re- listen to this replay over and over. Thanks, James. That's it for Get Real Radio and our special guest, Rudy Hunter.